0: Bismillah Before I begin, um, the reason the men were asked to come at 4 o'clock was so that we would be able to pray asr in the masjid at 3.45. I think the women were called earlier perhaps to come at 3.30 so they could pray here. So if there is anyone who still needs to pray asr, they should feel free to go in and do so. Uh, if you pray asr within its proper time, it will benefit you much, much more than listening to any words this humble one has to offer. So without any hesitation or without any awkwardness, anybody who still needs to pray us well should go out and do so. But that is why we're starting at four. The men were told to come at four so we could pray in the masjid. And the women, I think, were told to come earlier so they would be able to pray over here. Alhamdulillahi <laughs> wa kafa wa min shaytanir rahmanir Ya ayuha ladina aman uthkullaha dhikran kathira. Subhanalabbika abbil izzati amma yusifoon. Wassalamun ala al mursaleen walhamdulillahi abbil adameen. Allahumma sanni ala muhammad wa ala ali seirna wa mabarik wasalam. If you look in the world around you today, there are two things that everybody in the world agrees on. Otherwise, there are very, very few things that people in this world agree upon. People will disagree as to what's the best political system. People disagree as to what's the best economic system. Different people have chosen their own way of life. Even within one family, different members of that family have their own personal lifestyle, their own personal preferences. It's part of the majesty of Allah subhanahu that He has created this human species so diverse that almost every human being has their unique and own way of approaching life. However, in this current contemporary time, we find that there are two things that almost everyone we have met agrees upon. I'm not going to talk about the first one today. I'm going to talk about the second one. But I'll mention both of them to you. The first thing is that everybody in the world agrees that in the world that we live in, whether it's globally, whether it's nationally, whether it's locally, we live in an age of facade and fitna, that there are problems in the world there are problems in Pakistan, there are problems in Lahore, there's problems in defence, there are problems at Lums. There are problems everywhere. Every country you go in the world, everybody will tell you at a global level, a national level, a local level, peace, law, order, these things are either entirely absent or severely deficient. And that is a whole separate topic perhaps for another time. The second thing that almost everyone agrees with is at an individual level the vast majority of us and now specifically I'm talking to Muslims the vast majority of believers despite that we are people of Iman, people of Islam we have an anxiety in our heart we live in a state of worry a state of tension, a state of anxiety, a state of depression there's a state of unhappiness You read it on people's faces You see it on the young man's face You see it on the old man's face They'll be sitting in front of you But they'll be processing all types of thoughts Of their worries, their preoccupations Very, very few Muslims Have actually successfully gotten What we call itminani qalb, Which is peace and tranquility Or serenity in the heart Now that actually is shocking That's like somebody telling me That 99% of students at Lums Do not get a good education i say if 99% of the students are not getting a good education, this entire institution has failed. And the students who are studying there have failed in their mission. At the same time, we're saying 99% of Muslims do not have itmanani qalb. 99% of the mu'mineen do not have itmanani qalb. It can't be a failure of Islam. It can't be a failure of iman. It means that there's some shortcoming on our part, either some misunderstanding about the religion, a misunderstanding about our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or perhaps we've understood it correctly but we haven't been able to bring ourselves to follow and implement that which we have correctly understood the best of Muslims today in Lahore are those who have successfully compartmentalized their deen they might be very good for five times a day for five minutes they might be very good for a couple of days a month They might be very good for a few days or a month out of the year. But if you look at the rest of their life, the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not permeated in their life. Until and unless the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an, sunnah and sharia enters each and every aspect of our life, we won't find itminah. Because there's no such thing as being 90% at peace. There's no such thing as being 95% at peace. Itminah, salam, and sukun. Serenity, Peace and tranquility are things that are all or nothing. Either you have it 100% and then you can be in any situation. There will be adversity, there will be difficulty, there will be trials, there will be tests, there will be tribulation. Outside there will be a storm, but inside your heart will be at peace. But if you don't have it 100%, then outside there can be a slight test, a small difficulty, a small tribulation. And the storm will roll over in your heart. So what we're going to look at today is try to understand First of all, the power of Islam And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in this deen of Islam That enables people to reach this incredible state called itminan Many of you have heard this verse repeated often in Salah Because it's in the 30th juz يَا nafs al-mutmainna That all that person, that soul which has become serene نَفْسِ mutmainna إِلَى رَبِّكَ That return to your Lord, number one, رَاضِيَةً In a state that you are pleased with Allah. مَرْضِيَةً Number two, said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with us. So the precursor to this pleasure of Allah subhanahu which is the greatest of all blessings in this earth, and is the greatest blessing in the akhirah. Allah subhanahu says in the Quran, وَرِذْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرَ What is the prerequisite for this? that somehow we have to make our nafs mutma'in on this deen, on the Qur'an, on the sunnah, on the Sharia, And we have to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the state of itminan. Now itminan is a wonderful thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have said, nafsul mujahidah, that nafs that struggles, that nafs that struggles against itself, suppresses its wishes, suppresses its desires. That would have been perfectly acceptable. We would have said, ya Allah, you are our Lord. You are the the most majestic being, surely we should spend our whole life submitting ourselves, struggling against ourselves to earn your pleasure. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're saying that if we earn your pleasure in the akhirah, the way to do that is to get itminan in this world. Well that's something that every single human being wants anyway. So look how incredible Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the deen, that he has said the way to the deen is to attain itminan in the dunya. The Deen will bring us itminan in the dunya, and when our nasb becomes mutma'in, it will bring us the raza, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the akhirah. It's a very, very simple formula. But again, like I mentioned in the beginning, almost every Muslim that you encounter, 99% of Muslims that we meet, all of them confess, either openly, privately, either in the first meeting, or in a later meeting, that they do not feel itminan in their heart, Those that pray say we don't feel itminan in our salah. That we don't feel itminan in our sajda. Those that read Quran say I don't feel itminan in my tilawah. What's missing in our lives is something called barakah. Barakah is blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are amongst those people who have voluntarily chosen to lead a barakah free life. We are amongst those Muslims who have somehow imagined that we are mustagni That we don't need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our life Therefore we remove the commandments of Allah from our life From our homes, from our business, from our workplace From our eating, from our dressing, from our walking, from our talking From the way we deal with our families To the way we deal with our spouses The way we deal with our children The way we deal with our parents Allah subhanahu is not part of the equation That any human being who voluntarily removes Allah from the equation has voluntarily chosen to lead a barakah-free life. Now when we lead a barakah-free life, then there's absolutely no way that we can have itminan in that life. So I'm going to read in front of you a passage of the Qur'an al-Karim. Three or four lines that is going to inshallah ta'ala impress upon you the incredible power Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in the deen and the incredible mercy and grace Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes to bestow amongst the believers. So this verse is Surah al-Ahzab, which is surah number thirty-three. I'm going to read to you verse number. <coughs> I'm going to start at verse number forty-one, and I'll probably go on for about three or four verses. Awdi billah minus <speaking> shaitan ademisbillah. <Hebrew> ya amanu. أصنبهه بكرة و هو الذي يصني عليكم وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ ليخرجكم من الظلمات إلى النور وكان بالمؤمنين رحيما تحيتهم يوم يلقون يلقونه سلام وأعد لهم كريما يا أيها الذين آمنوا oh, Oh, you have taken that first step and professed the shahada, have recited the kalimah with your tongue and have had one foot has entered this infinite world called iman. Ya ayyuhal Amana. amanu Those who wish to aspire to enter the world of iman completely. Those who want not just their tongues but their hearts to become drenched in what it means to have iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal Amana. amanu Those who are addressed today in the Qur'an karim as the people of iman Those who wish to be raised on the Day of Judgment as alladheena amina. Those who wish on that day when a crier calls out, ya ayyuhalladheena amina, that they will be able to respond to this call on that day. It's a challenge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to respond to this call on this day in this world. Uqqurullah. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala back into our lives. Make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the be-all and end-all of our life. Make Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala the most beloved being to us who we should love more than anything or anyone or any ideology in the world. <inaudible> that remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly. It's the only single attribute in the whole Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used this adjective kathir. Sabar has been commanded. Allah did not say have abundant sabr. Tawakkul has been commanded, Allah did not say the word kathir. In fact, there's a long verse in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the different attributes of the believers, and then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ends at the end of this verse, allaha الله and those male believers who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly and the female believers. So it means that doing zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being aware of Him, and I'm speaking of zikr in the most umum are the most generic in general sense simply to be aware of allah subhanahu to be conscious of allah subhanahu at all times to do that a little bit is not going to be sufficient allah subhanahu says it has to be done kathir in fact another verse of the quran when allah describes the munafiq when allah describes the munafiqeen the hypocrites one of the attributes he mentions is wala illa and they do not remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala illa Khalil. They do remember Him. But Khalil. Allah Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you've mentioned this as one of the alamat of the munafikeen, as one of the signs of the hypocrites. That they do remember you, but they remember you a little bit. Maybe five times a day for five minutes each. Maybe every now and then once a month. Maybe every now and then once a Sunday. Once a week. La يذكرون الله إلا قليلا. So the word khalil and kathir, both of them, either one, let alone both, have only come for one attribute in the whole Qur'an, and that is dhikr. And Allah has made it clear that those who remember him khalil are amongst the monafigate. And those who remember him kathiran, abundantly, excessively, those are the people who are true, not the Allah, not the muttaqin, alladhina Amanu, the bare basic level, which all of us aspire to. All of us in fact identify ourselves as mu'mineen. But it's not sufficient to merely identify ourselves as Mu'mineen. We have to adorn ourselves with the sifat of the Mu'mineen that Allah subhanahu wa
1: ta'ala
0: has mentioned in the Qur'an. اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ And that you should make tasbih, you should glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala morning and evening. This can be taken to mean formal prayer. It's an Arabic idiom that when something is mentioned morning and evening, it means that this should become part of your daily routine You have it in Urdu right? So morning and evening means it should become something that is regularized Something that we do on a daily basis for every day of our life Now, it should be enough Allah wa ta'ala should have stopped right here Obviously Allah wa ta'ala if there's anything, any being, any concept, any thought that is worthy of being our madhkur, of being the object of our remembrance, obviously it's you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. You should be our madhkur, it makes absolute sense. We don't need any additional incentive to make dhikr of you. However, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Huwa ladhi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being. Yusalli alaykum wa malaikatuhu. He sends His barakat upon you. Yusalli alaykum. Now in another verse, many of you have heard this famous word, إن اللَّهَ Malaikatu Yusalluna Alun Nabi. Allah SWT says in the Quran that verily Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, and his angels Yusalluna عَلَى Alun Nabi send their salawat, send their barakat on the Prophet. That's understood. Allah SWT in this verse is saying it's not just with the Prophet, it's not just with the Anbiya, with all of the Mu'mineen, those Mu'minin who adorn themselves with the Sifati Mu'minana. Those mu'mineen who become amongst the mutawakkaleen, amongst the sabirin, amongst the muttakeen, and amongst the zaakirin, Allah kathira. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? alaykum wa malaikatuhu. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, number one, sends his salawat, sends his barakat upon you. Number two, malaikatuhu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands all of the angels, every single angel, to send their salawat upon you. Now imagine, this is drowning in the mercy of Allah. This is drowning in the barakah of Allah. How can, what is the state of that heart of a believer who doesn't feel this? It's like having an antenna that receives no signal. Almost everybody, I'm sure, has at least one cell phone. Many of us have several. Think how bad we feel when those bars go down to just one or two. We're not able to communicate with the other person. We miss certain words. We feel that the signal, the reception is not good in this area. We move. We stop everything that we're doing. We take action to move into a state and condition where the cell phone signal becomes better. But as believers, our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that if you remember me and your heart has iman, I will send my salawat upon you. All of my angels will send my salawat upon you. So if our heart is not receiving the signal, if the reception is poor, then we have to move. We have to make a move. We have to do some actions. We have to make some changes in our life. So that signal starts coming clearly. That signal of the salawat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all of His angels should come crystal clear into our heart. When that happens, then our heart will feel the ithminanik that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said elsewhere in the Qur'an "Allah That know that only and only Allah is kalimatul hasr. It means in Arabic grammar, that hasr you have the same word in Urdu in hisar. It comes for exclusivity. Allah Means that only and only in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will the hearts find peace, tranquility, and serenity? Allah wa ta'ala has written a golden rule in the Quran. What our problem is that we try to find itminan in other places. This is what we call in, in, in istilah, it's a particular term, that there's one thing called itminani That That is what Allah wa ta'ala has mentioned. That will be true itminan. Bidikrillah. And the second is there's something called itminan majazi. You can sit in the front row and you can say, What is this? 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 So there are two types of things: Itmanane hakiki and Itmanane majazi. Itmanane majazi, majaz in Arabic means false. In poetry, it's used for metaphor, for allegory, which means illusion. Itmanan and Majazi means that Allah wa ta'ala said, Itmanan lies in my remembrance. But a believer seeks Itmanan somewhere else. Some of us seek Itmanan in music. Some of us seek Itmanan in movies. Some of us seek Itmanan in reading novels. Some of us seek Itmanan in one another, in friendships. Some of us seek Itmanan in hunting. Some of us seek Itmanan in fishing. Different things, some of these that I mentioned are halal, some are haram. But a person is trying to look for itminan in a place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said you will never find it. Because Allah is kalimatul hasr. Exclusively, only and only you'll find itminan here in the remembrance of Allah. So I'll give you an example of a student. Now irrespective because that's a separate discussion, again perhaps for a separate time whether it's even permissible to watch a movie, you will find the student is sad in the dorm room in the evening. They'll put a movie on. They'll watch that movie for two hours. That movie does not bring them itmin on. That movie brings them an escape. The proof for this is the second the movie ends, they feel sad again. They feel depressed again. So it means that the movie was not a cure. The movie was not a source of it on. The movie was a distraction from our depression. The movie was an escape from our real life. We watched that movie for two whole hours and whatever itminan that was generated from that movie didn't even last two minutes. Second it's over, all of it comes back. The deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you engage in the worship and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for 20 minutes. The itminan that is generated from those 20 minutes will last you the whole day. That's barakah. The blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When this heart receives these salawat, the <laughs> If our heart can become misdaq of this verse of the Qur'an, if we can make ourselves recipient of this promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our entire life will be transformed. There is no way a person can get this and still say that life is difficult, or I have tension, or I have depression, or I have high blood pressure, or I have stress, or I have anxiety, or... Or I'm depressed Or I have clinical depression I have manic depression I have bipolar disorder Allahu Akbar (laughs) All of these things are foreign To imam There's no way How can we have in our hands The Quran The kalam of Rahman The bringer of itminan And still this is our state Allah then continues Why does Allah do this? To make the point crystal clear Allah sends these salawat Why? مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النور. So by way of these barakat, Allah can take us out from the darknesses that we have ourselves put us into. From the dhulm, from the impression that we have brought ourselves into. Either due to our, our inaction, our heedlessness, our ghafla, or perhaps due to our disobedience, our sin, our ma'siyah. Allah will take us out. ikhraj He will take us out. مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ from the dhulamat that we have created, ilhan nur to the nur that he has created, Allah. Allah nur samawati wal ard that Allah subhanahu wa is the nur of the heavens, of the firmaments, and of the earth. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. So he's saying, I know you, my servants, I created you. Hulakal insanul dha'ifa, that I created humanity weak, I know your dhuf. You will fall into dhulm, you will oppress yourselves, you will wrong yourselves, and this applies to all of us and Allah subhanahu wa saying I will take you out I will do your Ikhraj. all you have to do is remember me just remember me and I will send my barakat on you and I will take you out from all of your difficulties who is the khitab to? Ya ayyuhal amanu udhkuru dhikran kathira huwa yusalli alaykum wa malaikatuhu la yukhidukum minal dhulumati ilal noor ya Allah it's done saudah <laughs> tohogi it should be enough by now. It's a done deal. Allah SWT says, no, there's more. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala will give us more. What does He say then? Allahu Akbar. وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا. وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا. That verily, كَانَ also in Arabic comes for استمرار. It means for perpetuality. وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ It means that Allah SWT is always Rahim with the believers. Always. Those mu'mineen who are in a state of ibadat, and those mu'mineen who are in a state of masiyat, those mu'mineen who are in a state of idaat, those mu'mineen in a state of obedience, those who are in a state of sin, those who are in a state of disobedience, those believers who are in a state of remembrance, the believers who are in a state of a ghaflat and absent mindedness. وَكَانَبُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا Allah is always merciful with them. And this itself is the biggest proof of His mercy. That all Allah is waiting for us to turn back to Him. So simple. It's shockingly simple. But what's really shocking is our failure at such a simple task. And then Allah Taala continues even more that don't think that just I will take you out from the Zulamat in this world but on the Day of Judgment I will also take you out from the oppressions that we rightfully earn. Each and every one of us deserve to be in a state of torment on the Day of Judgment. When the Prophet ﷺ said about himself too, Sayyidina Sayyidatina Fatima Ta'ala Anha, that no single believer will enter Jannah, will enter the pleasure of Allah, will enter the abode of salam Salaam, salam, except by virtue of the rahmah of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Sayyidatina Fatima radiallahu ta'ala asked him that even you, Ya Rasulullah, wa sallam, he responded, even me. So if it's true about the Prophet ﷺ, it's infinitely more true about us, his most sinning and most undeserving followers. But what does Allah wa say? Look at the mercy. Allah is saying that this istimrar, the mercy will come upon you in this world, and it will come upon you in the Day of Judgment. <tahiyyatuhum yawma yalquonahu salam> the greeting, <tahiyyatuhum> the greeting that will be bestowed upon whom? Upon these people upon the Allah dheena who rise to this challenge and make dhikr of Allah kathira. The greeting for them on that day, yawmul yalqawna Onahu, the day of liqa the day they will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the day that it will be presented in front of Him and He will present Himself in front of them in all of His shan, in all of His majesty, in all of His splendor, and all of His glory, in all of His beauty, and all of His jamal, and in all of His jalal, and all of His might. On that yawmul likah, Otherwise known as Yawm Al-Qiyamah, Yawm Al-Din, Yawm Al-Hashr. What will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what will the greeting be? How will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala greet such people? Salaam. with greetings of peace. Allah, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. This is the reason all of us were created. To get this Salaam, to get this rida, to get this Itminan. So if we're not fulfilling the very purpose of our creation, then how astray have we become? You ask a simple factory owner you give him a million dollar machine the machine can look beautiful the machine can be shining, it can be sparkling it can be made in Germany, made in Japan if it doesn't do what it's intended to do, the machine is worthless as far as the factory owner goes you'll say the maqsan for which I wanted this machine if it's not fulfilling that maqsan, it doesn't make any difference to me, what it looks like, or how beautiful it is, or what its bearings are like or with what precision it was made I want to see the maksad. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear in the Qur'an reading. What is our maksad? وَمَا خَلَقْتُ wal insa illa illa Again for exclusivity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying that I did not bother to create humanity or jinn for any other reason except one. إِلَّا لَيَعْبُدْرُونَ Except that they should worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the two things, there are several things. Can bring barakah into our life Number one The first thing that brings barakah into our life is thicker, Is remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly The more and more we think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Before every statement Before every word Before every action Before every footstep Before every gaze Before every glance Before every movement Before every intention Before every desire Before every dream Before every yearning Before every meeting Before every parting And this was the state of the Prophet ﷺ. Many of us have heard of these du'as known as masnoon du'as. Du'as that Prophet ﷺ recited on every occasion. Dressing, undressing, entering masjid, leaving masjid, eating, after eating, sleeping, waking, almost every single thing. Now the Prophet ﷺ did not recite these du'as because they were sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ recited these du'as because his heart was in a state of dhikr every single moment. And those were just occasional manifestations of, on his tongue of the perpetual state of his heart. Now we have to work this process backward. That we first make this zikr on our tongue, we recite these sunnah du'as, and when we sprinkle our day and night with the remembrance of Allah Taala through these ad'iyah, through these different supplications, our intention should be that Allah wa what we really want. If we want that perpetual remembrance in the heart that the Prophet had of you. Because that was the state when he ate, when me and you eat a five course meal, half the time we forget to say Alhamdulillah. And when the Prophet ﷺ ate once every three days, a hardened barley bread with a very thin gravy, from the depth of his heart he would say Alhamdulillah. When you study the Hadith, may Allah Ta'ala give all of us the ability to read and study the noble life, seerah of our beloved messenger sallam, to read his shamayil, his attributes, and to study the ahadith and mubarakah, to study his teachings, his actions, his sayings. When you read that, the picture that you get is whenever the apostle used to say, Alhamdulillah, his kafiyat, his feeling in his heart was as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had hand fed him that meal. That's how much praise, how much thankfulness, how much sugar the apostle used to have. The best of us recite Alhamdulillah with our tongue We don't even feel it with our heart The purpose of reciting it with our tongue Is to feel it in our heart To exist in a state of Hamd To exist in a state of Shukr So the more and more we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The more and more Allah ta'ala Puts Barakah into our life I'll give you another example That many people perhaps from this society Will be able to understand Is that there are two words in Arabic One is called And you have the same two words in Urdu in fact, I'll just say it in Urdu, one is kasrat and one is barkat. One is kasrat, abundance. And the second is baraka, to have something with blessing. A lot of the people who are worried today are worried because of risk. And they're worried because they want to get abundant risk. They're looking for kasrat. When they find that kasrat, it doesn't benefit them. Somebody's earning 40,000 rupees a month. He thinks, look, my need is 50. So if only I could make 10,000 more, he starts making 50. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala increases his needs to 60. Starts making 60, Allah Ta'ala increases his needs to 70. He becomes a big factor owner. He has 10, 20, 50 lakh, uh, millions of debt on him. I've met people who are apparently are extremely wealthy. But they're extremely worried in their heart. And one gets confused. Why would you be worried, at least from this side, you might be worried for many other reasons, but why are you worried about money? They say, we have millions, we have thousands, but we owe in the millions. And day and night their worry is how to earn, how to get themselves out of those debts, how to meet that payment. Or, they'll give somebody money, and somebody will deceive them, somebody will cheat them, they will lose their money, they will make a bad investment. Their day and night is spent thinking about kasrat. Then there's another group of people who do do halal. They make use of the asbab. They do whatever they can to earn risk and halal and tayyibah. To earn the most lawful and purest forms of wealth. At the end of that effort, both are doing effort. At the end of the effort, their eyes are not on qasrat, their eyes are on Allah to put the barakat. Then they're in a the state of itminah. And Allah Ta'ala put so much barakah in their life, A security guard at Lums makes 7,000 rupees a month. Your own drivers and khadims and khadamas make 6, 7, 8,000 rupees a month. They have 2, 3, 4, 5 children. Have you ever done the math? Have you ever wondered that how is it that they're able to survive? You'll never be able to do the math. You'll never be able to understand mathematically how a person with 4 children can survive on 7,000 rupees a month. Even if you make him just eat dal every day for his whole life, you still won't be able to do the math. There's something called barakah. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with them, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَأَصَّابِرِينَ ما If they have sabr, if they have tawakul, it doesn't mean, don't in any way get me wrong, sabr and tawakkul does not mean leaving the asbab. They work hard for their living. They work longer hours than me and you do. But at the end of the day, their gaze is upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have sabr, they are patient, they're pleased with Allah. What were the two conditions for itminan? So for those who came late, one of the verses we recited in the beginning, which all of you know, ya أَيَّةُ حَنَّصُ الْمُطْمَعِنَّ إِنْ جِئِي إِلَىٰ They are razi with their Lord. That's the difference between them and us. That they are razi. They are pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second they become razi, they become mardiyya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes pleased with them. The second they have sabr in the law Ma'as sabirin They get the ma'iyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And what we are mentioning today Dhikr Listen to another verse in the Quran Allah subhanahu allah ta'ala says in the Quran Fadhkuruni Remember me Adhkurukum And I will remember you Allahu Akbar Kabeerah What more incentive in the world Could anybody want to do zikr? Fadhkuruni Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding that Make zikr of me Remember me Ya Allah We are your servants It's your hukam Obviously, we should remember you. <laughs> Allah is saying, I will make you my مذكُور. yali <laughs> As befits His Majesty, only Allah can know best what it means. <laughs> what that means, <laughs> That Allah remembers us, only Allah can know what that means. But only a believer can feel what that means. To feel as if you're the مذكُور of Allah wa ta'ala. Because that's what the Qur'an came down for. Every verse of the Quran is not some intellectual philosophy for us to read or for us to translate every month in Ramadan. No, no, no. Every verse of the Quran Kreem is to be implemented internally, is to be felt, is to create and inspire an emotion an emotional response to every verse. It means that when you make dhikr, no, I have told you, Adkurakum, that I will remember you. You should feel like my mudkur. Because that's the Qur'an al-Kareem. Allah subhanahu is saying his word is haq, he is al Haq and every word in the Qur'an al-Kareem is al Haq. How many of us can say that we felt like al-madhqoor in our life? Not madhqoor of a mahboob in this world, not madhqoor of our friends, but madhqoor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we have felt that we were the objects of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's remembrance. So the deen is something Allah subhanahu the relationship between a mu'min and their rab is incredible an incredibly beautiful, and incredibly powerful relationship. And we've left that power untapped. And therefore we've left that potential unrealized. So the first thing to get barakah in our life is to make dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To remember Him abundantly, constantly, excessively, so that we also follow, do amal on this verse of the Qur'an al-Kareem, Uthkur allaha, dhikran kathira. The second way to get barakah in our life is to become a person of taqwa. Taqwa is the sha'an of the mu'mineen. Taqwa is the imtiyaz of the mu'mineen. Taqwa is the sha'an and imtiyaz of the deen of Islam. There's no taqwa of iman without taqwa. There's no taqwa of Islam without taqwa. That's why there's no Islam in a society or the state. If there's no taqwa in a society, there's no way you can have an Islamic society. It's nothing to do with laws or legislation, or revolution, or politics, or elections. Islamic society will happen when you have a society of muttaqin. Without a society of muttaqin, there's no way you'll have an Islamic society. It's impossible. Never happened in history of Islam, it's never going to happen again. Taqwa. What is taqwa? Taqwa means to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He deserves to be loved. To fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He deserves to be feared. To know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He deserves to be known. And due to that love, due to that fear, due to that intimate knowledge, that ma'rifah, that yaqeen, that absolute certain faith, to abstain from all disobedience. To stay away from any act of disobedience. To flee from even the smallest act of displeasure. That is taqwa. All of us can understand this very simply that we will not go, imagine if I told you that there is a 1,000 kilowatt live wire. None of you would touch it. I'd say, okay, don't touch it, this is the wire. Don't touch it, just put your hand around it. Don't touch it. Just put your hand right here. None of you would do it. Say, put your hand here, none of you would do it. Maybe not in Pakistan, but in America, we construct wires around such places and have big yellow signs, danger, danger, high voltage wire, don't come near this place. That's what Allah walad to Don't even come close to an act of disobedience. Don't even come close to an act of displeasure. Don't go to a place where there's disobedience. Don't go to a gathering in which there's displeasure. That's what taqwa means. That's what Allah wa ta'ala wants to see. Are you willing to sacrifice for my sake? So that was the sabak of Ramadan, right, not so long ago. Look at how quickly the barakat of Ramadan have faded on our hearts. If I mention the word Ramadan to you, you don't think it was six weeks ago. You think it was six months ago, right? لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That was the purpose of Ramadan, to make his people of taqwa, so that taqwa would last after that month that we would learn how to refrain from things, abstain from things, stay away from things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now look, in the month of Ramadan, you saw everybody who, alhamdulillah, by the grace and fazl the tawfiq, the mercy of Allah, was able to fast. You felt the barakah in that month. Everyone who fasted feels that barakah. Where does that barakah coming from? Number two, taqwa. When we become people of taqwa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers barakah in our lives. Showers blessing in our life. There is no way that the person of taqwa can be depressed or have stress or tension or anxiety. It's impossible. In fact, Allah wa ta'ala says in the Quran, illal That who else are the awliya of Allah, the intimate, beloved, friends of Allah, except for the people of taqwa. So taqwa brings a person to wilaya. Elsewhere in the Quran, Allah explains. Allah inna لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يحزنون. That verily really the awliya of Allah are such people لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ خَوْف means that a worry from an external danger an external threat they have no fear from any external source وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزُنُونَ they have no huzun they have no inner worry no tension, no depression, no anxiety so it's a serious taqwa وَلَا so, taqwa is the second way to get barakat. And this is something that many of us have failed. And we haven't even made it our goal. The best of us make it our, our goal to live a bare minimum Islamic life. Praying five times a day has been made the ideal of Islam. Praying five times a day is the pillar of Islam. Do any of us live in homes that just have pillars? Should I take an empty plot and construct five pillars and ask you to live there? The whole philosophy of pillar means that yes, it's essential. It's a firmament. It's a foundation. But to leave something with just pillars, even for a worldly house, you would say it's unfinished. It's incomplete. In fact, you would say that what type of pillars are these that they don't have walls around them? What type of pillars are these that they don't have ceilings on top of them? What type of pillars are these that they're created to support something called Iman and Taqwa and they're not serving that purpose? So at the very least, we should make taqwa our goal. How many of us even make this dua to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Allahumma Allah min al that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make me amongst the muttaqin. I can't do it on my own. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you make me amongst the muttaqin. We don't even make dua for such a thing. It's the furthest thing from our minds. What's on our mind? Where are our kids going to go to school? Who is our kids going to marry? What's the next expansion we're going to have in our business? What's the next promotion I'm going to get? What's the next car I'm going to buy? When is this house going to be finished so I can make the next house? When I'm going to eat tonight? These are our idada, these are our tamannas, these are our yearnings, our desires. Where are those people gone who their yearning was taqwa? The Allah wa ta'ala, when am I going to become a person of taqwa? When am I going to become a person of dhikr? When am I going to feel you in salah? When am I going to be tested with the opportunity of sin and pass that test? When am I going to be presented with the ability to sin, and for your sake, Allah, I will forego that ability. When will that day come over me? When will that day come when I overcome my laziness? When will that day come when I become a person of discipline, a person of willpower, a person of effort, a person of struggle? It's not even in our whims and fancies anymore. However, the people who become people of taqwa, Allah Ta'ala showers their life with barakah, Barakat in the dunya as well as barakat in the deen both this is the incredible nature of our Lord this is what He's saying he gives us the dunya and the deen the dunya falls at the feet of a person of iman jikr and taqwa let alone what type of manazal and what type of wonderful and amazing and incredible bounties and blessings Allah has prepared for such a person on the akhirah this is what Allah SWT said ka-fa. enter this deen but enter it ka-fa. enter it completely Drown yourself in this deen, then you'll enjoy it. If a person enjoys moisture, they don't just like to put their finger in the water. They don't just like to take a one minute shower. They like deep sea diving. They want to immerse themselves in the ocean. They want to swim in the deep end of the pool. They like to go underwater. They like to feel water on every single drop of their body. Then they enjoy the water. Just like that, the enjoyment of the deen is going to come when we go deep. The barakat from Allah are going to come and we go deep into the deen. If we're just skimming on the surface, we have only ourselves to blame. If somebody's saying that, where are these barakat and where are all these things, wilayat and salawat and barakat and itminan, where is that? It's right here. And it's right here. You just have to dig. I'll give you an example. Mulana Rur Naimatulayn Masnavi coins a very beautiful example about digging. And again, this is one of our misfortunes that we have left our masters. The children, the educated person of today has read Shakespeare, they've read James Joyce, they've read Ulysses, they've read Aristotle, they've read Weber. The educated person of today has not read Rumi and not read Ghazali. He's not educated in my mind. Uneducated. Uncouth. Uncivilized is that person who has not read Ghazali, Shafi and Rumi. Imam Rumi, Malana Jalaluddin Rumi rahimahullah Ta'ala is Masnavi, gives a very beautiful example about digging. He says, when you dig, you shouldn't give up hope. You're digging for water. You should keep digging. Keep digging. You still don't find anything. Your inability to find something should just renew, should double your efforts. Then what will happen, you will eventually reach a type of soil that is slightly moist. When the soil is slightly moist, you will know that I'm getting closer to the water. When you reach the slightly moist soil, you should even again double your efforts. Then eventually you will hit a breakthrough that you will reach brackish water, soil muddy water, brown water. Then you should continue to dig even further with even more renewed vigor, and then you will reach the source of pure water. It's the same thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entices us with the deen. that we make a bit of effort, you'll feel something, you won't get the pure water initially in the first effort. We won't get pure itminan in the first salah, in the first 100, in the first du'a, in the first Ramadan. But we'll feel something. Those are the free samples Allah subhanahu gives. He gives us a taste of that barakah. The purpose of that taste was not to fall back again. The purpose of that taste was to redouble of our efforts. To keep digging, to keep digging, to keep digging. It's in here, in every person's heart, is barakah. Because every, the qalb of the mu'min Is the recipient of the barakat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You just have to, we just have to look inward We just have to work on our own hearts If we work on our hearts harder and harder And stronger and stronger and deeper and deeper Then one day we'll have a fath We'll have an opening Then our hearts will feel that pure water of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala His rahmat, His barakat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, al Rahman. The most merciful one, the epitome of mercy. Fasal bihi khabira. If you want to know what it means that Allah is is Rahman, make sual, so go and ask some person. Bihi Khabira who knows what it means that Allah is merciful. Go and ask that person who has experienced the mercy of Allah. Usin Allah <laughs> talakiramati khabar that person who has felt that mercy. Go ask that person means that these are things to be experienced. And if we can't experience them, then the first step is for us to ask, to inquire of those who have experienced them. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the Quran al-Kareem. Fas'adu ahlal dhikri in kuntum la ta'lamun. That makes su'al ask, the ahla dhikri in kuntum la ta'alamun. I'll translate this for you backwards. In kuntum la ta'alamun. If you don't have ilm, if you don't have knowledge, if you don't have knowledge of Allah, of His attributes, of His, of His dynamics in which He interacts with people, or if you don't have knowledge about His rulings, His ahkam, His commandments, Allah SWT could have said many things. He could have said, فَتَاقِلُوا Use your aql. No, no, no. Allah SWT makes su'al, fasalu Defer. Actually, Allah SWT, You should have said, fasalu أَهْلَ ilmi, Ask the people of ilm, in kuntum They would have been rubbed. Allah SWT said, No, 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 no. no. Why? Because if you're sincere and still don't have knowledge, then your quest for knowledge is we're seeking ilmun nafi, knowledge that benefits. In other words, what we're seeking is not ilm, we're seeking amma and we need ilm and able to do that amal, therefore we should go and ask a person who is sahib amal, a person who is doing amal on that ilm, when we take ilm from the person who is doing amal on that ilm, not only will we be educated or intellectually enlightened, not only will we increase in our ilm, but we'll be brought to that state, that sifat, the kafiat of amal, which was our asal loop. تُفَسْأَلُوا أَهْلِ الذِّكْرِ in كُنْتُمْ this is the way a person gets taqwa Either through our own effort Our own mujahada, Or through making su'al Through asking people The people of taqwa Allah said very clearly in the Quran "Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا That all you who believe have taqwa Adopt taqwa Adorn yourselves with the robe of taqwa The majestic garland of taqwa Wrap that around your neck And if you won't be able to do it alone so immediately Allah SWT said, إِتَّكُمْ اللَّهَ وَكُونُوا مَا الصَّدَكِينَ And join your very being with the صَدَكِينَ Here again, Allah SWT said, إِتَّكُونُوا مَا مُتَّكِينَ رَبْتَوْتَهَ Allah SWT's kalam is shahin shana. It is a majestic kalam. If we were ever to even have the usloom, the incredible mysteries and majestic uh, ways if the Quran opened in front of us. Right? Why is it that Allah said, Kunu You should have said Kunu The hukum was given to adopt taqwa. We should join ourselves with the muttaqin No, no. Kunu Keep yourself, join your very being with the sandakin, the people who are true. The, ehl- the siddiq the people who are true in word and deed. That's the ultimate level of taqwa. Because when you sit with them and you don't find a disparity between their words and actions, you will be willing to learn from them. Just being in their presence would be enough to transform you and put you in a state of taqwa. Okay, Allah swt, you could have said, وَأَطِيُّ الصَّدَكِينَ, obey the sadakin. You could have said, وَاسْمَعُ الصّدَكِينَ, listen to the sadakin. Allah swt, you said, وَكُونُوا مَا الصّدَكِينَ. It's a very powerful word. Kun in Arabic, all of you know when Allah wants to create something, kun yakun. Being it becomes, Sukunu ma sadakim means join your very being with the sadakim. Apapne aap, apne aap karo sadakim kisat. These verses are meant to be done among We have to practice these verses. Every verse that we mentioned today in this talk is something that each and every one of us, myself first and foremost, and all of us sitting here, the men and the women are equally addressed. So the second way to increase in our barakah is to become people of taqwa. And I just gave you two easy ways to get taqwa. To ask the people of zikr and to keep the, keep the company of the people of sidqa. Those are the Qur'anic prescriptions for us to increase in our taqwa. Then there are two things that keep a person... There are many other things, but because time is short, I would mention two on each side. There are two things that remove barakah from our life. Number one, it. disobedience. Now you ask me that if a child disobeys their parent, does the parent keep giving? Does the parent shower their favors, their mercies, their graces on this child who remains in a state of disobedience? So everything, every time we disobey Allah, even the small acts of disobedience, Hafiz ibn Qayyum al-Jazeera, Ta'ala said, that don't look at how big or how small the sin is that you're about to commit. Look how big and majestic that being is against whom you're about to sin. So when we look at the shah, the azmat of Allah ta'ala, then every even the slightest act of disobedience is alim, becomes of incredible magnitude because of the being against whom we are working, the being whose commandments we are leaving. So sin, disobedience, and displeasure. All of this is ma'siyat. Leaving the commandments of Allah wa ta'ala and leaving the sunnah of His beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa These two are the definition of sin in the deen of Islam. Itham or dhan in Arabic. Gunah in Urdu. Sin in English means to do anything that is contrary to the commandments of Allah wa ta'ala and to do anything that is contrary to the teachings the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa All of that is sin. Second thing that removes our barakah is lack of shukr that we become ungrateful people? to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. we're not people of gratitude. We, we're not people who are thankful for all the things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Look at the word Allah wa ta'ala used in the Quran of Karim when He commanded the hukum of shukr. He said, "Washkaruli, la takfurun. Washkuruli be grateful to Me. Wallad takfurun, do not adopt kufr. Now, kufr literally in Arabic means to deny. So, in the literal of it means that." Acknowledge my blessings and be grateful for them وَلَا And do not deny them But there are other words for Arabic and for denial Such as inkar, you have the same word in Urdu Allah subhanahu deliberately chose to use that word Kufar Which Allah subhanahu has chosen to use that word For the ultimate denial Which is people who deny the existence of Allah They are the Kufar People who deny the existence of Allah rabbul subhanahu Allah chose to word that word for people who accept the existence of Allah but deny His in'amat deny His blessings, how? Huh? By failing to do shukr of them. So if we want barakah in our life, which is much, much more valuable, much, much more beneficial than kasrat, we have to become talib e barakat as opposed to talib e kasrat if we become talib e that we seek barakah in our life, and we make dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we become people of taqwa, and we leave all of our sins, and doing anything that even has the slightest chance of displeasing Allah. We don't even go near anything that might even have the potential of displeasing Allah. This is taqwa. And finally, if we leave our ungratefulness, and restore ourselves to becoming people of shukar, then we will become amongst the ibadillah. Then we will fulfill our maqsid on this earth as becoming the servants and slaves of Allah. Once we fulfill that purpose, Allah will fulfill His promise. And Allah will send His barakat, His salawat, His rahmah, His mercy, His blessings, His favors, His fuyuzat, His grace, upon us and upon our hearts. And then our hearts will feel the itminan. Our hearts will feel that we are mudhkur. Our hearts will feel those salawat. Our hearts will feel that rahmah. And then outside there will be a storm. Because Allah always tests, Allah always afflicts with difficulty, with trial, with tribulation. But inside we will exist in a state of itmanan, and our nafs will become mutma'in. Our nafs will also become content with the deen. Mutma'in means to be happy to follow the deen. And when our nafs becomes like that, then our whole wujud becomes like that. Our ruh becomes like that. Our gum becomes like that. And when we are mutmain with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we are radi with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu becomes radi with us. May Allah subhanahu enable us to become people of zikr, to become people of taqwa, to adorn ourselves with all of the sifat of the mu'minin and the mu'minat. Wa da'wana. An alhamdulillah, bin Make Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Karim, Ya Allah, our kind and generous Lord. Ya Allah, you granted us each and every bounty and blessing from the moment we were born. Ya Allah, you have raised us in the deen of Islam Ya Allah, you have guided us to the name of Iman Ya Allah, you have granted us every type of izzat and maqam Ya Allah, we have wronged ourselves Ya Allah, we have oppressed ourselves We have allowed ourselves to become distant from you distant from your book, distant from your messenger Ya Allah, if you do not shower your mercy upon us if you do not shower your forgiveness upon us this day Ya Allah, truly we will be amongst the lost ones Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for our sins Forgive us for all the sins that we've ever committed. Forgive us for each and every act, saying, and Thought, Ya Allah, that we ever did That was even the slightest of displeas- displeasure to you Every act of disobedience How great or small Ya Allah, we repent of it today Ya Allah, we repent of our lifestyles We repent of our ways Ya Allah, we ask you to guide us into the Quran, Sunnah and Sharia Ya Allah, we ask you to guide us to those things That earn your pleasure And to steer away from those things that earn your displeasure Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you inna wa Ya Allah, we pray to you The way our beloved messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us to pray to you we ask You to increase us in our love for You And increase us in our love for those who love You Increase us in our love for those who are beloved to You Increase us in our love for those actions that draw us near to You And Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah increase our repugnance For those things that are despicable to You Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem, Let there be nothing more beloved to us Than the Quran, Sunnah and Sharia Let there be nothing more beloved to us than this deen Ya Allah increase us in our deen Ya Allah accept us for the deen And accept us for khidmat of the deen Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Karim, Give us the knowledge of the Quran an al kareem, give us knowledge of the words of the Quran, the meanings of the Quran, the explanations of the Quran, the tafsir of the Quran, the maani of the Quran, and the maarif of the Quran. But most of all, Ya Allah, make us an ashik of the Quran and make us an amil of the Quran, make us hamil of the Quran, al kareem. And Ya Allah, grant us the ability, Ya Allah, before we die, to learn and study and implement each and every sunnah of Your beloved Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ya Allah, grace us with the ta'limatun nabi. Ya Allah, and adorn us with the kifayatun nabi. Ya Make us amongst the mutakeen Amongst the sabirin, Amongst the muhsinin, Amongst the tawabeen Amongst the mutwakileen And amongst the zaakirin Allah kathira wa zaakirat Ya Allah ya Rabbi kareem Ya Allah, each and every one of us came here Seeking only your pleasure Ya Allah today we gather t- today to make dua of you, to ask of you, only of you. Allahumma inni nas'aluka minka, Allahumma inni as'aluka minka anta. Ya Allah we ask you to increase us in our thought look with you, in our love for you, in our fear for you, in our obedience of you, in our respect of you, in our awe of you. Ya Allah we ask you to shower us. Ya Allah, with each and every blessing that you have promised the mu'mineen, we ask you to adorn us with all of the sifat of the mu'mineen. Ya Rabbi we ask you to put barakah in our lives, to put barakah in our time, to put barakah in our deen, to put barakah in our dunya, to put barakah in our wealth, to put barakah in our health, to put barakah in our families, to put barakah in all of our relations. Ya Allah, we ask you to put barakah in our areas. To put in our cities, to put in this Ummah, Ya Allah, to put in this nation. Ya Rabbi, Kareem, we ask you to save us from every fitna. Ya Allah, we ask you to save us from all of the fitness that exist in this day and age, the fitness that are coming from outside of Islam, and the fitness within from the name of Islam. Ya Allah, we ask you to save us from all false ideologies. Ya Allah, we ask you to guide us in the path of truth. Ya Rab Kareem, those of us who are sick, grant us Sahati Kamala Ajala Mustamillah. Ya Allah, those of us who are needy, grant us riskihalalat. And Ya Allah, those of us who have Every blessing in this world Who have only our laziness to blame Ya Allah, we ask you to remove our laziness And make us people of discipline and willpower Ya Allah, we ask you to grant us Qabiliyah And we ask us to grant you kubuliya. Ya Allah, those women who arrange for this talk Ya Allah, we make special du'a for them That put barakah in their life Put barakah in their home Ya Allah, in exchange for the love in which they invited us and all of the guests, Ya Allah, we ask you to put love for you in their heart. Ya Allah, in exchange for the love in which they invited us together, Ya Allah, we ask you to grant them the gathering and the company of the awliya and the anbiya, the sahaba and sahabiyat and jannatul for those. Ya Rabbi Karim, protect them from every illness, protect them from the evil of the evil wishers, put barakah in their home, put barakah in their life. ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على حبيبه سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وَأَصْحَابِهِ اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين Uh, inshallah we will have uh, another informal session after the maghrib prayer